0: Speaking of signs, the signs of Christmas are upon us. Now, I will say, one of the neat things about West Virginia is you guys get snow before December 25th, far more than Illinois ever did. I think in 10 years at preaching in southern Illinois, we pro- it probably snowed before Christmas once. It just doesn't snow till January there. Uh, now... That's not really the signs of Christmas that I look for. Because of that, it's not really the signs of Christmas that I look for, although I like that. Obviously, the signs of Christmas I'm talking about are dogs barking jingle bells, and grandma got run over by a reindeer. Clearly, those are the signs of Christmas. Well, okay, and, and nativities in the yards, and Christmas lights, cold weather, uh, you know, winterizing your crawl spaces, things like that, uh, and and... And that's what the world tells us that that it's all about. That's it. It, it, it. Just the consumer mentality of Christmas tells us this is all it is. It's just about spending money that you don't have, getting into debt at the end of the year, or maybe spending the leftover money if you're lucky, um, and and seeing people. Which is, don't get me wrong, people are good. They're made, we're made in God's image. I, I seeing friends is good, but travel plans and and we've lost. I mean, you know that the 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 bulk of our world doesn't get the reason. For Christmas, and then we won, and then I think we see why. You know, the highest movie day of the year, the highest movie sales are on December 25th. More people see movies in the movie theater on December 25th than any other time of the year. Are they trying to avoid something? You know, and, and I'm sure you've heard that it's the highest suicide rate for the year on December 25th, which is really tragic. What a, when you look at those statistics, what a, what a depressing holiday. And I think it's why the world is so loud around this time. It's why it's why the dogs bark jingle bells so loud. And I've already lost Wamageddon for the record. Thank you, Del Monte. I lost that on like December second. Um, with the songs that the, the Mariah carries and, and all these other songs. I we're so loud because we don't want because we don't want to think about Christmas because then we have to think about why Jesus came and and that's a big deal. And if you're not right with God through Jesus, then maybe Christmas isn't that uplifting of a holiday. So I'm going to look at Luke chapter 2, verse 8. I'm talk about it. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. They always say that, don't they? I, will, uh, I, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. the angel said, uh, Go, here's the sign. And here's where it gets a little confusing for me at first. What's the sign? Try as I might, when I look through the Old Testament, I don't see any prophecies about mangers or swaddling cloths. Bethlehem, yeah. I mean, there are prophecies in the Old Testament about Bethlehem. But what else? It, was, it wasn't the angels. I don't even really think it was the child. The, the fact that there was a baby. All of these... All of these are symptoms, if I can use that word, and I'll, I'll go into that here in a bit more, but I don't think that they're the point of the season. The Savior himself is God's sign. He is our gift to us. He, he is God's gift to us. For, for centuries, for, for millennia, if you go back to Genesis, the prophets said that a Messiah was coming, that, that we needed to and. And these prophecies staggered out through history. It was described to me once by, by a professor in, in North Dakota uh, that for the prophets, they couldn't see what was coming entirely. They, they could see signs, but from where they were standing, they could just see some signs. What they didn't see was that each of these signs was on like a different hill. And, and there were valleys between the hill. And so when they talk about the day of the Lord, they saw down the road the, the day of the Lord, but they couldn't see how spread apart these signs were. Watch, watch me now split the congregation into those who, those who are older and get it and those, those who don't. Remember the Burma Shave signs? And, and the kids will say, we have no idea what you're talking about at all. So the, for, for the younger people, the Burma Shave uh, 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 billboards, what you'd be driving down the road and you'd see a series of, of billboards. Um, he played a sax, which was just the first one, had no B.O., second one, but his whiskers scratched, so she let him go. And then the fifth one would say Burma Shave. Um, and I think that for for a lot of the prophets in the Old Testament, that's how it was. Well, I mean, they but but off in the distance you just saw this string of billboards, and they didn't realize just quite how far apart the message was. Jesus was the sign everything was ultimately pointing to. Um, but but Jesus is a sign of what? That's what I want to talk about today. Uh, Jesus is a sign of our sin. If you were to come to my house, you might see some someone you, you you would see that I've got in my medicine cabinet. I've got a I've got a bottle of quinine pills, uh, and there's always tonic water in the fridge. And some people might get what that's for. I have restless leg syndrome, and that that quinine is a great treatment for restless leg syndrome. If anybody has that quine, go buy tonic water. It it, it helps. Um, uh, if 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 I had, if I had uh, insulin in the shelf, you would think that I would have diabetes. If I if I had a wheelchair, you might think that I have problems walking. Um, Jesus is a sign of my sin. He he wouldn't have been sent otherwise. Sin. The Bible says that sin is deadly. It's it's fatal. And Jesus, is, Jesus came to earth as, as a treatment, as a treatment but, but his coming was because there was sin. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't come for a vacation. He didn't come just to play around, uh, to, to see the sights, make us a wonderful holiday with trees. Jesus came because we're sick. And, and Christmas should remind us of that you know we yeah we speak of peace and peace and love for all humanity and 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 that's good but we do need to remember our fallen nature if jesus is the cure to our problem we first have to admit that we have a problem right there's no point this is this is why evangelism is a little bit tricky people don't need a savior until they recognize what they're being saved from and that's a lot of times where we fail in evangelism as we try to present jesus as a savior but until people get that they're sick and they need saving, and they're sick from sin, we have to be specific, what do they need a Savior for? We cannot look in the manger without seeing sin and our finiteness. Christ's coming reminds us that we are fallen and in need of a Savior. Now, society doesn't want that. We, we revel in our freedom and, and 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 in the uh and, and in the the glory, frankly, of our sin in our modern world. We don't like the word sin. We don't most of our world doesn't believe in sin, let alone want saving from it. But but I think, as I mentioned Blaise Pascal in the past and, and his statement that within all of us there is a cross-shaped hole that only God can fill. I think our world knows. Deep down, they don't want to admit it. But on Christmas Day, I think that the movie theaters are packed for a reason. And I think that the suicide rate is unfortunately, tragically high for a reason. I think that you can only shut out truth for so long. And on December 25th, that seems to be the day that, that the reality of who we are and our need hits people maybe the closest and for most of our world, it's a reality they don't want to deal with. It's that one day when it re- And this is why I love Christmas. When people talk about Christmas is over-commercialized, yeah, but I'll take it if I have to. Because non-Christians around the world celebrate Christmas. They don't do Easter. They, don't, they certainly don't do Good Friday. Uh, there, are, there, are, there are Christian holidays and, and traditional holidays that even Christians don't celebrate anymore. Christmas has still got the name Christ in it. And I love that. And I love that it's still a way that God knocks at people's doors. Christmas for the Christian is the chance to remember that without Christ, we would be lost. Genesis chapter 3, Romans chapter 3, the wages of sin is death. And, and, we, are, and, and we mean that not like, oh, we're going to die one day, which is true. But, but sin separates us from God eternally. It, it's a big deal. And, and, and so when you think about it that way, if we were to stop there and say, so based upon what we've just said, how would you decorate for, for a holiday that celebrates that? It would kind of sound like Halloween, wouldn't it? Um, images of death and skeletons and coffins and maybe a snake in there. and that, It almost sounds more, more, more gothy Halloween than it does Christmas. At the, if we were to end there, it's dark, if that was all it was, but that is our starting point. Keep in mind that man's darkness was seen in its entirety when Jesus died on the cross. If it wasn't for our sickness, Christ wouldn't have come, and we wouldn't be celebrating Christmas if it wasn't for the fact that we were sick. In, in, and, I, and the only thing I'm going to say about, about being sick, i just got to be careful with that imagery, because when you get sick, it's generally not your fault. I, I had a cold last week. I don't, didn't do anything to cause it. Uh, caught it from somebody and and was kind of groggy and sniffly all week. And and, and getting a cold or, or getting a flu is, is, is not your fault. Sin is our fault. That's the one place where this analogy breaks down. Sin is, is, is rebellion against God. Uh, this is a holiday that, Reminds us that we are rebels against God, and that Jesus had to come to die to fix that problem. It's a holiday that commemorates, in a sense, this this sickness. But maybe death would be a better thing that it that that separated from God. We're dead. People want a pleasant holiday. They want to hear the happiness, but we need to hear the truth. Jesus, the coming of the Messiah, is a sign of our sickness. But but it doesn't. The good news is it doesn't end there. He is also a sign, of course, of our salvation. Um, he, he is a sign of our sickness, but he came with the cure, didn't he? Um, my, my mother uh, had a stroke a number of years ago and was very wheelchair-confined for quite some time. It re- really messed her up. Uh, she has a walker and even a quad cane, and you might look at the, at the quad cane and say, what a terrible thing that you have to walk with that. Well, I'm just glad she's not always in a wheelchair. You know, what would be a terrible thing for some people is, is, is the sign that she's not as bad as she was and there was some improvement. And so it kind of depends on how you look at it, doesn't it? Um, in, in this sense, Christmas is good news. We are saved from our fallen nature. Yeah, we were sick. We, we could focus on that, but that would be depressing. We were sick. And Jesus offered salvation. So, okay, so we'll throw out the idea that skeletons and coffins and snakes are how we want to celebrate Christmas. Um, because joyful symbols like angels and stars and gifts do make a lot more sense that that Christmas is about that. A holiday that reminds us that we have new life in Christ. Our world just sees presents, right? The chance to the the chance to to give away gifts and and uh and not and not much more than that and maybe a day off work and okay and too much food and spending money that we don't have. I get it. As Christians we get that the gifts had a purpose. They commemorate the, the gifts of the wise men. The Messiah in a manger is a sign of our sickness, but he's also the sign of our cure. And here we take this all for you know too too much of our world just sees trees and May, and, and some of them maybe know that you know, baby Jesus was born, but, but it's more than that, right? Our, our, the one promised to crush the head of Satan, all the way back in Genesis, that, that prophecy, the, one, the first prophecy, the one promised to crush the head of Satan did come. The, the, the plan of salvation, the rescue plan, uh, was, was enacted, the promise to redeem us from sin. And, and, and so on December 25th, among, uh, all year round, but December 25th in particular, we remember when, when God's plan of rescue kicked into overdrive, when Jesus came, uh, it's, it's not about the presence. It's about redemption, salvation. The The sign to the shepherds was a sign of hope. Uh and, and, and that's what we celebrate. Christmas is a time of hope. The cross, the cross is our salvation. Uh, the child in the manger is the sign that we are saved. Uh, sin is depressing, and the cross should be disconcerting. What a, what a terrible, horrific, torturous thing to do to any human being, but especially to a sinless, perfect, the sinless, perfect human being. But it's a sign of hope for us, and and the cross is our hope, not the manger. We get that, right? We get that the cross is why we have salvation, not the manger. Again, I love Christmas. I love Christmas, but Christmas without Easter is a meaningless holiday. You've got you the the manger leads to the cross. Uh, it's not the angels. It's not the wise men. It's not the presents. You, you, I'm sure you've heard it said. You know, the, the the three gifts, the gold. The frankincense, the myrrh, I've heard this analogy, makes as much sense as any. Gold, kings had gold, Jesus is our king. Frankincense, was, the incenses were used in the temple, Jesus is our high priest. Myrrh, among other things, was an embalming fluid. And I think you know, our, our king, our priest, our sacrifice, I, that imagery has stuck with me and I think it's very accurate. This child was born to die for us. Uh, the sign, our sign of hope, is our Savior, God's salvation for man. And so, we say that Jesus is a sacrifice. He, he is a sign of our sin. He's a sign of of our of, of the cure, uh, but he's our sacrifice. That's that's the real sign. How, Jesus shows us how much God loves us, and we dare not take that for granted. You know, John three sixteen reminds us that God loves the whole world. The whole world isn't saved. The Bible is very clear on that. But that's not because God has failed to save people. It's not that God is incompetent. God has offered salvation to everyone, and those who accept Christ as their Savior have have salvation. He who loves us sacrificed Jesus who has no sin to save us who have sin to show his unending love for us. And again, that, that Christmas song, uh, Hear the Bells, Born to Die, That Man Might Live. What, what powerful lyrics. Um, what, what a powerful point. I, I'm learning, the older I get, the more I learn little bits about medicine, sometimes tragically through my own health uh, or through Pam's. Uh, medicine has a cost. Uh, chemotherapy, I love that it exists what a what a what a horrible thing to have to go through just in its own right that it's that it, and, and radiation the, the these are these are medicines treatments cures however you want to phrase it that help, but there is also a cost to that in the uh back in the back in the nineties I went to Papua New Guinea and was on uh, chloroquine to treat to uh, uh, you know preemptively treat the chance of malaria um and chloroquine's great stuff for, for fighting off malaria, but it knocked my immune system for a loop, and I got thrush out of the deal. And you know, thrush is more treatable than malaria, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, but, but medicine, good medicine sometimes has a cost. Um, the, the, uh, I got allergy tested back in the '90s as well. And discovered, as many of you who've been to the potlucks have have heard me kind of lament, and I found out that I was allergic to almost all the foods out there. Not not tragically, not anaphylactic shock. There's so many foods I was allergic to, and my doctor said you really need to cut back on on the chicken and the potatoes and the green beans and these foods that you're allergic to. Uh, and and I changed my diet, and and I was healthier for it. But but I don't have quite quite the variety that I used to have, uh, but, but I feel better for it. So there, every, there's always a cost, isn't there? Um, me- medicine has a cost. Cures have a cost. Jesus paid our cost. Sin and death have a cost. The wages of sin is death. Um, the Bible tells us that without the shedding of blood, there's no, there's no forgiveness of sin. But good news, it's not your blood that gets shed. Jesus shed his blood for us. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody's going to... Again, that doesn't mean that there's still a cost in the sense that we have to accept Christ. We we have to take up the call to follow him. There's still a cost to us. But man, he paid the heavier cost, didn't he? Jesus died for our sins. All we have to do is follow him. I say all we have to do. That's not always easy. But the part that we couldn't do Die for our own sins, he did for us. Now, someone will say, "Oh, but he's he was God on Earth, you know, G, He was sinless. He knew where he was going. This wasn't a big cost. Jesus knew what the what the deal was. Um, God set it up this way. Uh, he, he's God. It can't have hurt him that much if he was on Earth. What uh, what's the big deal? Uh, God surely didn't mourn." much, He knew what was going to happen. But that would be such a silly thing to say because while it's hard to wrap our brain around, Jesus was fully human. He was fully God. But he was fully human and he felt everything that we feel and he, and he, faced, he faced all the things that we faced. Uh, it, we are made in the image of God and, and when we mourn when people, when people die, when people suffer, God, God mourns too. We get that from him. Um, how how many times have parents watched kids learn painful lessons, and 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 they know the kids going to, you know breakups, um, friends getting mad at them, and, and 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 consequences of actions, and we and we know that it won't kill them, but we know that they're going through, and, and it may be a good lesson, but we know that they're going through that mourning, um, and and it may be in their best interest, but it it, it still hurts. I've shared the story before that. Whenever when I was a kid and I used to not get my way, I would just threaten to run away from home. And so one day my mom took me up on that offer, packed my bag and kicked me out onto the front porch and shut the door behind me. Uh, i don 't know how long she left me out there. It felt like hours and hours and hours. It probably wasn 't much more than five or ten minutes knowing my mom. Um, but my mom has since revealed no we were pretty hurt inside as well we were We were very you know we, we were crying, and, and I was on the front step bawling um, and that 's just tough love and parenting and It was so neat when I got to do that to my own kid who who made that threat and I started packing her she, i didn 't get to kick her out she, she, she stopped before we got her out out the front door. Um, And and then texted my mom. I'm a real adult now. I just did the the apple didn't fall far from the tree, Um, and it and it hurt my parents. I think probably more than me. I suspect knowing having gone through that now. Uh, God hurt. Oh, God hurt when Jesus died. More more than we more than we get, and it's not just be, you know it's so easy to just blow it off and say, "Well, Jesus died on the cross, but God knew that he would reign in, in heaven afterwards, and God suffered. Jesus suffered on the cross, a, a gruesome death. God in heaven wept, mourned, the angels mourned, knowing how Jesus suffered at the hands of an ungrateful people, he, we, we realize that God put our needs over over his what what made him feel good what 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 was good for Jesus in the sense of his Jesus's health his his happiness right we realize that God put our needs first Wow could you send a, your child to a dangerous place knowing you know this I know people who went off to Bible college to be missionaries and their parents talked them out of it because the mission field is is dangerous. You can talk about malaria, you can talk about crime rates, you can talk about poverty. Um, could you as a parent if you're, if you're, if your if your child said, "Hey, I want to I want to head off to the Amazon. I know there's headhunters down in the Amazon, but they need to hear about Jesus and, and I want I want to work with these these headhunters." Could could you do that? It would be tough, wouldn't it? What what if you knew that what what if it was a guaranteed death sentence? What if you knew that it was absolutely positively going to happen that they that they would die that would i don't i don't know that i could do that it would be a sacrifice on our part a sign of our priorities a sign of love and god sent jesus to do exactly that a sign of his love he sacrificed jesus as a sign of his love for us and that's what we remember at christmas time our hymn of decision is hymn number 169, I think. Uh, you, you one, of, one, of, one of the great, I, I think one of the great Christmas stories is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Chronicles of Narnia. What a, what a bizarre, it is a very bizarre tale. You've got this fantastic battle between the forces of good and the forces of evil, the, the lion, of of Judah aslan and this white witch who's tied into the forces of darkness, and then just because C.S. Lewis felt something was missing, he added Santa Claus in the middle of the tale, which is just this weird this weird little aside. Um, but but there's some but there's some serious imagery in there. Part of the point of of the story, and why some people say, oh, this just comes out of nowhere. No, the the curse in the in this in this fantasy kingdom of Narnia, always winter, never Christmas. There's some powerful imagery there of always being in the dark, always being in the cold, always being in want, and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no reminder of the salvation that God brings. And, and in the story, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, you can tell that Aslan uh, and the forces of good are winning when they finally get Christmas and Santa Claus shows up. Um, we are so blessed as Christians because there is Christmas. You know, in, in the midst of winter, in the midst of the chaos of the season, and the dogs barking jingle bells, and the consumerism, and all, and all the noise of the season, there is a purpose to all of this. And that purpose is that Jesus died, and that's because God loves us that much. What an amazing holiday. Isn't it incredible that we get to, not only do we get to celebrate it, and it's so Christian, it's on our calendars. Our, our world, our, certainly our nation, still has Christmas. In a day when where they're silencing Christianity in so many ways, and it's just it's just disappearing, Christmas is still Christmas. What a joy that we still get to celebrate this openly, vocally. Um, What a what a great season! Merry Christmas! If 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 you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, then it's not really Christmas for you. Um, Then 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 the forces of darkness and winter are still active in your lives. A wasted season. If you haven't accepted Christ as Savior, I'd like to talk with you. Thank you for listening. You can contact us at our website, firstchurchofchristelkins.com, where you can also find out more. Have a nice week.